Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I have an opportunity for you. Check out The Break Junkies on Instagram. At The Break Junkies. Partnered with Sports Card Media. At Sports Card Mania 305. Or SportsCardMania.net. Find a variety of box collections with all the top brands. Such as Panini, Tops, Prism, and more for every sport. They even have a large assortment of Pokemon packs and Funko Pops. Every stream has giveaways and affordable breaks when you watch the Break Junkies on Instagram. So give them a follow at the Break Junkies and inquire about their inventory today when you go to sportscardmania.net, the number one source for your collection. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. And welcome in, MD Nation, to the show. You are watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show streaming to you live on Belly Up Television at bellyup.tv, powered by Tiki Live. And now we are newly available to you on Roku. That's right. You go to Roku, download the Belly Up Sports channel, catch all the videos on demand, catch the live stream of this show and all the great content that we have available for you. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. Subscribe to get all of our content. And after the show, download us on your favorite pod streaming app. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with a great guest here today, Mr. Tyler Posey, contributor of the Fantasy Football Faceoff or FFFaceoff.com. He's joining us today to go over our DFS lineups and to talk about some really important stuff at the end of his segment. So, guys, let's welcome in Tyler. Tyler, how are you today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Happy to have you. And late, better late than never, Chris Howard joining in on the show. What's up, buddy? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I, I was trying to figure out still why the Texans hired Lovey Smith. I was still trying to, you know, it's like trying to understand the meaning of life. I, I've i had that reaction more so when uh, the Jaguars hired Doug Peterson, but uh, we'll, we're going to have that show, Chris. I mean, we were about in what, mid-March. We'll probably have the coaching changes, fantasy impact like we normally do. We'll go into depth. And uh, yeah, there's some interesting hires that we're going to have to talk about and what kind of fantasy impact that they're going to have. But today's show is about the DFS contest. It's the last contest, guys, of the year. It's Super Bowl week. So, of course, it is. Now, this gets lumped in with the January contestants. So, if you win, you will be your name will be eligible. And we'll do the drawing on Monday. I'm not going to make you guys wait. But we'll do the drawing on Monday for the eligible names to win one championship football from championshipfootballs.com by Mr. Chaz Florida. He'll be on the second half of the show to talk about some bets. So, one way or another, we're going to try to win you guys some matchups. What's the difference about today's show and today's contest? Well, 
typically speaking, we do the, the nine-man classic contest for this episode. But it's a Super Bowl. There's one game. So you have to do a showdown. So some of our uh, some of our viewers might not be familiar, or some people might be doing DFS for the first time because of Super Bowl, and they're trying to make it interesting because they're not a fan of the Rams or the Bengals. Tyler, I'm going to kick this to you. When you are going through a showdown compared to a classic nine-man tournament, what are some of the differences in the strategies you're looking at? For showdown lineups, I'm uh, always looking for some low-owned guys. Uh, the showdowns are get kind of chalky because there's you know just five or six man lineup depending on what site you're playing on. So you're looking for that guy who can really break the slate with a with a touchdown or just really any way you can find the end zone is, is going to be real key for for your lineups in this single game setting. Yeah, because what you have a you have a captain. We got five flex spots after that. And when you have one game to choose from, it makes it very, very interesting as far as what can you do to make sure you have a lineup that's poised to score points, but is not but it's a little bit contrarian at the very least because we're doing it tournament style. We're not doing it head-to-head. Chris, what are some of the things you looked at for the captain position in particular? Because the captain position, you get that one-and-a-half scoring bonus, but you also have to pay one-and-a-half times the salary. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key thing for a lot of people when they play this kind of uh, DFS. It's basically, do you spend your money on that captain or you try to fill out your lineup with a cheap captain? Um, as our guest is kind of hitting on, I think that one of the things that you want to make sure is if you do pick a captain – Maybe somebody your confidence is going to score a touchdown or kind of produce big for you. If you have a good feeling about somebody quite often, maybe you can kind of steal some points at that captain position and save later so you can fill your lineup you know, around it. Um, I think also you talked about a little bit of contrarian play. I think that you talk about contrarian our regular tournaments. I think this is the ultimate contrarian opportunity because you have to kind of mix it up somewhere in order to be that one who kind of wins out of the pack. So let's do this from like reverse order here. I want to save the captains for last, basically. So Tyler, kick us off with your your bottom listed flex player. Let's let's work backwards today. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kendall Blanton. Uh, I, okay. I assume right now that uh, Higby's going to be out. Uh, it looks doesn't look very good for him. He's listed doubtful. So uh, the uh, Blanton stepped in last week in, with uh, with Higby going down and, and grabbed five catches, uh, 56 yards, and then. Uh, week before, got a touchdown pass, and and the Bengals are right now giving up the six most DraftKings points throughout the regular season to tight ends. So not not been very good uh, over the middle to those big tight ends. So uh, he, he provides us a pretty good amount of salary relief as we try to fill our lineups with some of those big heavy hitters later. Okay, I like it. I like that. Well, nice contrarian play right off the bat. Yeah, it's going to be interesting this week. Chris, what's your bottom flex player? So I'm just going to jump on. I think I sold some notes from our, our guests here. Um, yeah, I have Kendall Blanton as well. Just call up recents he kind of spoke about. Uh, you know, 29th versus DFS versus tight end position right now versus the Cincinnati Bengals. So you have an opportunity to kind of, as he talked about, tackle him in the middle. I also think that you have, you know, a value there with Higby being out. Higby has become kind of that safety blanket for Stafford as of late. And Blanton kind of filled that role coming off back-to-back 10-point games at DFS. So you can't kind of beat that with as cheap as dollars um, something you can kind of depend on as long as he's, you know, Higby's out. This guy's going to be utilized in this, in this game. I feel like Higby being out, or most likely being out, I guess we should say he's not officially rolled out yet, is going to be his impact on the running game. I mean, really, that when it comes down to it, because that's really what he's been, been utilized for. And I know the offensive line of the Rams is a lot healthier now, but I, I think it's going to be a big impact there. What do you think, Tyler? 
Yeah, he's uh, he definitely is a, is a good blocking tight end, and you know they actually only have a couple of tight ends uh, active last week with uh, with him going down, and uh, he definitely is a plus blocker. And they have uh, kind of been struggling to run the ball anyway with uh, with Acres and coming back from that injury, so uh, it, it'll definitely hurt that running game. And McVay seems like he wants to uh, to run a little bit more of late. He has been leaning. He has been leaning on quite a bit, trying to get that play action. I think going well. We're going to stick with the Rams as far as our flex players go, but I'm going to take the Rams defense, and I'm hopping on that because look, when you get these showdown situations, nobody's going to think about the defense. You have defenses and kickers. I mean, this is the only time kickers are available, right, in the DFS lineup uh, for for this aspect of it because you have a showdown. But I'm going with the defense here. You had nine sacks against Tennessee. The Rams, I believe, have an even better pass rush than Tennessee does. You got amped up Aaron Donald, Val Miller, who looks like he's starting to find his way throughout this system. Raheem Moore's been blitzing more than he ever has about the regular season over the last three games in the playoffs. We know that offensive line of the Bengals could wind up being the Achilles heel. I'm expecting sacks. I'm expecting turnovers. And plus, you know, the Rams are $3,400 $3, as far as the defense goes. Anybody have a comment for that? Go ahead, Chris. No, I think it's a good. I think it's a good play. You kind of talk about a contrarian play, but also defensive and productive. You know, they have one of the few defenses that have been pretty, you know, score. I think it was 15 points three or four games ago before the playoff stretch. I uh, had a couple of nice games in the playoffs. So this is the defense you kind of talked about is opportunistic and definitely has a, a plus matchup when it comes to that offensive line and being able to get, you know, sacks and possibly turnovers. That's right. That's right. All right, let's kick it up to our second flex player from the bottom on up. Tyler, would you go with? I went with uh, the Mr. Golden Leg from uh, Cincinnati and Evan McPherson. He, uh, <laughs> he has made four field goals in every single playoff matchup uh, all the way through the playoffs. And he has he got three 50, 50 yarders, uh, three for three there. You know, they obviously get five points for that. So that's a, a nice couple of bonus points there. And the Rams have given up the seven fewest red zone TD. So, you know, the Bengals, I feel like they're going to be able to move the, move the football. But, you know, the Rams seem to bog down opposing offenses there in the red zone. So I like his chances and giving him some uh, some field goal opportunities to get a kind of cheap option there at 4,000. Yeah, his, a lot of his field goal opportunities have come in early in the game. So you're going to know right away if you're going to get the return back on that investment because it comes mostly in the first half. The Bengals been scoring touchdowns in the second half, but that first half has been like field goal city. Uh, Chris, what do you think about that? I like, I actually like that. Everybody loves McPherson right now. They're all, they're all on the, all the rookie kicker. Yeah, I'm I'm huge McPherson right now, so I absolutely love it. I think it's a great player to have you on this week. <laughs> Chris, what was your second guy? Uh, mine's going to be Cam Akers. Um, I, you talked about the running game kind of being established and then the wanting to use that. I know that Henderson could be active for this game. I'm not too worried about him kind of stealing carries. I think Michelle's going to become the other guy who'd be involved, but Akers is, team seems to be the preferred pass catcher in that backfield. I do expect this game to kind of be a high-scoring game and some you know utilization of the running backs in the passing game. So I think Akers has some nice nice floor, um, sixty-four hundred dollars, good value. I think one of the guys who's you know other than Michelle, like I said, I think is one of the guys who should be utilized outside the receivers in this offense. Yeah, that's the part I'm not sure about. So I agree with you of the running backs. Cam Akers is going to get the receptions. But if you, the Rams haven't been dumping the ball down to the running backs consistently in the passing game to begin with. So that's the only thing I'd be a little bit concerned about. I'm with you in the fact that I'm not worried about the return of Darrell Henderson taking away the volume overall for a Cam Akers because that we haven't seen that, right? I mean, Tyler, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, but Sean McVay 
when he feels comfortable enough, and he has so far this season for the most part, was sticking with one guy. He seems to do that. I mean, even when we thought Michelle and Henderson would be in a platoon situation, as soon as Henderson was healthy enough, he just let Henderson run away with the ball. And he's done that with Cam Akers throughout the playoffs. Yeah, even in midseason, whenever uh, Michelle had a you know a couple good games coming out the backfield, just just a few carries here and there, uh, he let, he let Michelle take it over for a couple weeks there in the middle. So he's going to roll with the hot hand. He's going to roll with what it looks to be Acres at this point. Chris, what is it about Acres in this matchup that you think you actually will get involved in the passing game? I think one of the things that we talked about is how soft the Cincinnati is in the middle. How it's one of the places you can attack them. They play a lot of soft zone. They're going to probably, I would imagine, try to take away the big play versus the Rams and kind of keep things in front of them. I think that's why McPherson plays makes a lot of sense for the field goal opportunities. I think you're going to see them give up the yardage and try to you know play tight in the red zone. And I think as a result, you're going to see a lot of easy checkdowns. Cincinnati pretty much this entire season has given up easy checkdowns. Uh, you know, something Kansas City kind of lived off of. Their running backs were being affected by the backfield, both games versus them. So that's something I think that's going to be kind of there, and they're going to be kind of forced to take as a result. I feel like as we go through the DFS lineups, you're going to, at least for mine in particular, you're going to find out real quick who it is I'm betting on in the second half of this show. Unfortunately, it might be a little bit of a giveaway. But, yeah, I'm going with Matt Gay. So I'm, I'm with you on the kicker. But I'm going with Matt Gay, who's also been kicking quite a bit, a little bit, little bit cheaper. But the big thing for me is that I expect the Rams to win this game. I expect them to put up more points. Give me the kicker who's going to be involved in that. And, again, the Rams, similar to the Bengals, especially over the last four games where – they're kicking multiple field goals, especially in the first half, getting them out of the way. And then we'll see what happens in the second half. He cats on another one or a couple extra points. But I do go with Matt Gay here to try to find that pay down option for that. So, Tyler, why why McPherson over Matt Gay, let's say? I think the Rams are really good in the red zone. But I do think the Bengals move the ball pretty effectively. So I, I like the opportunity of him uh, being able to kick a few field goals and and his leg is it extends on out. So even if you know they get stalled out in 30, 40, he's going to get that 40, 50 yard field goal. And he's been very accurate in the playoffs. He's hit all 12 of his uh, of his attempts. So I like him to get that extra point or two with those deeper field goals. Yeah, Matt Gay does have one missed field goal so far this postseason. So he's a little bit less than McPherson. But again, I'm going with the team that I think is going to win and put up more points at the end of the day. Let's kick this thing up to your third flex player there, Tyler. I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd. He's kind of been the forgotten receiver there in uh, in Cincinnati playing, you know, third fiddle really with uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and sometimes fourth with Uzoma over the last few weeks. But it looks like Uzoma's being banged up right now and he's kind of – he's listed as questionable as well. So uh, the Rams kind of has allowed the fifth most drafting points to wide receivers. And I expect Ramsey to to shadow uh, either Chase uh, for most of the game. And then if not, then he'll, he'll go grab Higgins and – Rams have not been very good over the middle of the field either. So going to Tyler Boyd here is is something I'm willing to do. He's only $5,400, and you know I still think the uh, the Bengals are going to be able to score. And I like Tyler Boyd over the middle of the field with the Rams giving up so much, so much into the slot position. Okay, I like Tyler Boyd. By the way, I had a variation in this lineup where I had Tyler Boyd in there as well, just just for that reason. Again, you're looking for a contrarian play, still looking for 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 value. He's a good receiver. If the Rams decide they want to take out Jamar Chase, pay, you know, if they want to, let's say they shadow Ramsey with Jamar Chase, and let's say they play double coverage, bracket coverage with T. Higgins, well, that leaves Tyler Boyd, again, like you said, Tyler, no C.J. Usama. 
he's got to be able to do something over the middle of the field. It's got to be open. We know he's a quality wide receiver, so I definitely like the play there. Chris, who'd you go with? Yeah, I went with OBJ in that position. Um, you know, I think OBJ's production since he's come to the Rams has been, you know, self-speak sort itself. It's just one of the guys they love to use in the red zone um, and has been having bigger games yardage-wise over the last couple of games as well. So I have OBJ in my lineup for, you know, $8,400. Um, I think it's a little bit expensive, but the production, I think it has to be something I'm willing to kind of go with. I since then, I think you definitely can throw the ball on them and attack their secondary, especially those corners on the secondary corners. Um, you can't guard all the receivers on the Rams, and I think that OBJ has a chance to continue to do what he's been doing his entire playoffs and, you know, has since, like I said, since he's got this, the Rams. He's found a role for himself, hasn't he? We've yeah, somehow, somehow he found his skills. Hmm, I wonder how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when a quarterback throws me the ball. It's amazing. Exactly. Tyler Higby is banged up. We saw last week that Odell Beckham, or two weeks ago, I guess I should say, Odell Beckham can get 100 yards and still not take away from Cooper Cup within this offense. And this offense still only put up 20 points. So it's not even like they have to be high scoring for the statistics to be there on top of it. So I do like the play. I do. I went with T. Higgins as my third flex up with, you know, I was going back between him and Tyler Boyd because I paid down. That's really what it came down to. I paid down and went and grabbed Matt Gay. That was the reason why I was able to make that flip from Tyler Boyd basically to T. Higgins. That wound up being the difference for me. I do think that there's going to be, whether it's Ramsey's shadowing or whatever the case may be, I do think there's going to be a special game plan in place for Jamar Chase. The big play touchdowns should then shift for the, at least those opportunities, I believe, to T. Higgins. And if Ramsey is going to be consumed by Chase, which he's he's amping to do, that's not something Morris has done a lot of this season. He's he's amping for it. He's been in press conferences vocal about it. I tend to think it's going to happen, at least for at least parts of the game anyway. The backside secondary of the Rams is nothing to worry about. And that's why I love T. Higgins here coming in at this price tag. And that's what I went with there. Chris, what do you think? I love T. Higgins. This guy I had been in and out of my lineup. Um, somebody that I definitely think that if you don't have, you know, you have to have one of those receivers in your lineup in Cincinnati. Absolutely. So if you're not going to pay for Chase, and I definitely think you're going to have Higgins in your lineup. Um, and I, I, I think for myself, one of the things I'm struggling with Boyd when it comes to the production is just that we didn't have, you know, the tight end last week either. And he just hasn't been scoring despite the opportunities. And he's, you know, kind of defense is kind of keen on the expected playmakers hasn't really changed the numbers for in his favor so far. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I agree with that, but I just think that the Rams defense and the way to exploit them is through the middle of the field. And, you know, he runs over 80% of his routes to the slot. And uh, I think that they can really expose that matchup, especially with those good coverage guys outside going to uh, chase. And then Higgins, I think is a great play as well. So I just chose uh, Boyd for that uh, at savings in the middle of the field Rams defense. Kick it up, but kick it up. Kick it up one more spot. What we got? I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. I like him. He, uh, especially, I like the Rams in this game, especially. Uh, you know, the uh, Bengals have given up the six most passing yards this year in the NFL. So he is averaging over 300 yards a game for the, in the playoffs. And that's including that game against Arizona where they just kind of blew him out and he only threw 17 pass attempts. So he, he's really a, a top priority for me. Uh, so. I'm going to go Matthew Stafford. Uh, not to skip over, Chris, but spoiler alert, I have Matthew Stafford in the exact same flex spot as Tyler does. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too. Yeah, again, I'm with you. I'm big on the Rams heading into this matchup. Outside of the Cardinals game, he has been electric 
over the past couple of weeks. And I don't see why that doesn't continue against the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a secondary you can take advantage of, especially on the backside there, which is also why OBJ was a good pick by Chris there. But Chris, who's your guy in this spot? So I need to apologize to MD Nation because I had to change my lineup so many times that I forgot actually who I had in my lineup. So OBJ is actually not, is actually his other teammate who I spoke of as Cooper Cup, the next player that I had in my lineup. And I also had Matthew Stafford as well. Yes, I did lie. So I have Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup in my lineup. So Cooper Cup is the next player I would have. Um, you know, I think this guy is somebody who's basically won championships for people all season long. I'm not going to stop here to Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I'll skip ahead then, too, because I also have Cooper Cup. I, did you think I was going to put Stafford uh, and, and the Rams defense and the Rams kicker and not put Cooper Cup in this lineup, too? That was never going to happen. What about you, Tyler? Well, I, I have Cooper Cup as well. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of what I'm telling good. <laughs> So this is going to be the key, right? Who are our captains? Who are our captains? Who is that one-and-a-half scoring point bonus going to go to? The one thing I've noticed, I mean, we haven't, none of us mentioned Burl yet, but it's not Stafford. A lot of people like to go quarterbacks. I tend to not to. Let's see where you guys went. Tyler, who's your captain? I did not go quarterback here either. I uh, actually went Odell. Uh, I, I like him in that in the captain spot to complete my Ram stack. He's a little cheaper in the uh, in the flex or in the uh, in the captain spots than some than than Cub and Stafford, and he allowed me to get all three of those to complete that stack. He, he is had twenty three targets through three games uh, in these playoffs, and converted that to nineteen catches, two hundred thirty six yards, and a touchdown. And he's really showed that you know he is a top flight receiver still. Uh, he just maybe didn't have the quarterback he wanted to to throw it to him there in Cleveland. But he has he has been really good for the Rams, and I, I'm going going with Odell here in my captain spot or my yeah captain spot. He's showing he's still a top receiver. It's a different quarterback, a different system. That's what kills me. It's a whole new different system that he got traded to halfway through the season, and he's already this much more productive. Uh, Chris, not to skip you again, but again, I am with Tyler. Great minds think alike. OBJ is in my captain spot too. The, look, for me, I'll just talk about it from the strategy standpoint of why I put him in instead of Cooper Cup or Matthew Stafford. For me, it was, you know, again, we go back to the uh, beginning part of the show. You have to, if you haven't played a showdown before, you have to pay one and a half times the salary. So instead of having to pretty much kill half your budget just on a Cooper Cup or just on a Matthew Stafford, OBJ is a little bit cheaper, makes the options a little bit more affordable. But as these guys have pointed out, is in a prime spot to be able to produce as one of the top contributors in this game as we move into it. So that, from the strategy standpoint, that's why I go in OBJ rather than, let's say, a Cup or, or you know a Jamar Chase or, or uh, one of the quarterbacks in particular. Because a lot of people will usually like to go quarterback in that situation. Chris, I'm curious to see who your captain is. So the reason that I did not have OBJ in my lineup and the reason I changed my lineup in the last second was that my, I actually do have Joe Burrow in my lineup. And my captain, as a, how I could do that, was Evan McPherson, the guy that you guys kind of talked about very early okay. on. Going totally contrarian with the kicker as the guy, uh, $6,000. The guy who's come off 15, 18, and 15 at, sc- at scoring almost as much. He's only scoring less, three less points than OBJ has over the last three games as well. So something to kind of, when you look at the value for me, it's something that you kind of steal that you might forget about. I think people look at the Super Bowl and look at these matchups, and it's going to be a high-scoring game more than likely, but – you're going to have some early season, you know, early game jitters, and you're also going to have two teams that have definitely bogged down as the season has kind of unwound, as it progressed. So you're going to see some field goals kicked in this game, and I think there's no reason this guy seems to be magic this entire offseason. I'm going to keep riding it. I like it. It's an upside-down kind of approach to it, and I, I, I love it. 
I love that actually. Nice, nice job, Chris. I, I don't, I don't, I can't find the cheer button for you right now. So I'll just give you a round of applause through the air. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I like the play. I, I have McPherson, of course, in my lineup as a flex spot, and you know, paying, uh, moving him to that uh, that cap that captain spot just opens up your lineup for so much, so high of a floor, and, and it still keeps the same ceiling because he's been electric all playoffs. I love it. Oh, listen. This is the last MD's DFS contest for the year, guys. This winner will be eligible with the January winners, pretty much the NFL playoffs entirely. And whoever winds up winning will win the last championship football giveaway of this season. It's been a great time. We've had a lot of contestants. We've had a lot of winners. I'm going to bring in Chaz. Well, actually, I take that back because I can't actually see his face. I thought he was, he's, he's back in the studio, but I can't see his face right now. Uh, He's been our guy who has brought us this giveaway and has allowed us the opportunity to be able to give back to MD Nation and just want to thank MD Nation for following us. Now, before we wrap this segment up, though, I want to give the floor here to Tyler to talk about something really important and that I'm going to actually be a part of this season. I'm really looking forward to that. But with Tyler, face off, there's something really special that you guys do. Yeah, we host a mental health potathon. Uh that just really sheds light on mental health and how it can affect people. And we give people the opportunity to come on our show and, and share their experiences that we might make and help others They going that are going through the same stuff. And we've partnered this year with Hay- the Hayden Hurts Foundation uh, going through that. And he, he does a really good job of promoting that and, and getting the message out and really trying to, you know, buck the, the stigma and you just, be able to to talk and help others is, is one of our missions here at the FF face off. So we're, we uh, raised $10,000 last year for the foundation. So we, we really encourage you guys, if you want to share, come reach out to us. Our DMS are always open at, at FF face off and we're, we're willing to talk. We're always there to talk. And if you guys want to share, you hop on and we'll, uh, we'll let you guys on there, show your story and hopefully, you know, encourage and help some others. Love it. Love it. Like I said, that's going to be happening. That's in July, right? Oh, we haven't set a date yet on that. Okay. But I it, think last year was in July. It was in July last year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so look for that uh, probably around a similar-ish time frame. But, yeah, guys, it's a great cause. Again, go to ffaceoff.com, and you can you can sign up for it, but they have a bunch of ways you can contribute to the charity. It's really an important thing. I mean, Chris, I'm gonna, I want to kick this to you. You work in the mental health profession, at least did for a very long time. I, I you know, care to comment for that. No, I think it's incredible, and I think it's an important outlet for, you know, people kind of forget about for these individuals. So I think it's some wonderful work that Tyler is doing, and I think it should be applauded, and I'm great that we're able to kind of promote it on the show. And hopefully that you will find out a date for everybody to kind of know so they can kind of contribute as well. Tyler, we're going to have off-season content throughout. I hope to have you back on as a guest sometime. But before you go, where can we follow you, and what do you have coming out soon you want people to check out? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at at CoachTPosey. Uh, I'll be working throughout the offseason on some uh, dynasty content. I've already released my running back preview for the rookies, uh, released my wide receivers. Uh, I'll be doing some best ball strategy as it gets closer to the season. Uh, So check all that out. Excellent. Excellent. Tyler, we'll be talking to you real soon. Thank you so much 
for coming on the show. What we're going to do now is take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to have Chaz Filardi. We're going to have Peter Van Seventer. We're going to talk about some lock bets of the week, some prop bets, all that stuff. It's the Super Bowl weekend coming up. So everybody stay tuned on Belly Up TV, bellyup.tv, powered by Tiki Live, and come back on the other side with us with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code Belly up fantasy at manscaped.com today. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And welcome back, MT Nation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because if you're watching right now on Belly Up TV, powered by Tiki Live at BellyUp.tv, uh, you'll see Chaz's screen is is uh, is very blank right now. Chaz, if you can hear us, try to rejoin the show when you get the opportunity to do so and we'll try to get you patched back in here peter Chad van seven had another game going in the background and got a little lines confused <laughs> there somehow peter van seventer will be uh joining the show momentarily himself as well uh chris this actually gives us a really good opportunity to talk that we are we are a few minutes early uh at this point uh guys we have a lot of off-season content planned for you now chris he'll be back with us middle of march when the free agency kicks off. And I just want to let, you know, MD Nation know what you had to look forward to on the MD's fantasy football show in the upcoming week. So when this show is done, we this show in general is not done. I will be back every Wednesday night from 9 p.m. with new episodes. They'll be rebroadcasting on Belly Up TV. Follow us on social media at Belly Up MD FF Show. We'll get that out to you exactly when those are going to be. I'm going to be going over the running back consistency grades, wide receiver, tight end over the next few weeks. I'll be getting you guys talking about the combine. And then when Chris comes back, we'll have free agency talk. We'll have you know the coaching changes, fantasy impact talk, and all that good stuff. Uh, but Chris, what's something you're going to be working on for this show, especially when it comes, you know, it'll go live in April. But what's, what are you going to be working on in the offseason? Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Well, I'm, I'm going to be following Jim Bob Cooter around this offseason. Now, I think one of the <laughs> things that we're getting ready for this, this offseason is kind of we want to try to take it to the next level a little bit for the, you know, the show and continue to get the listeners even deeper into the game. So I think we're going to be focusing a lot on the offseason, trying to look at, like you kind of talked about, the different free agent moves, what are some of the impact things coming from the draft, um, kind of helping you guys get a breakdown of what players to kind of target, and also for a lot of some long-term dynasty leagues, what are some guys you want to kind of you know, take advantage of. Don't forget when it comes to you know football, when it doesn't always matter who the playmakers are drafted. A lot of times, whether you have a good offensive line, it's just as impactful. So we're going to be kind of breaking it down all through the entire you know the game down for you, both on and off the field. So both fantasy player and NFL fans can kind of enjoy the you know this off season and know be in the know going into next season. Yeah, and Chris is going to be uh, taking the forefront on a lot of production for the NFL draft special that we'll have this year. Again, we did it last year. We did the first three rounds uh still some debate if we're gonna do four through seven but we did we did fantasy analysis we did nfl draft analysis we did we did betting on the picks for the players we tried to win you guys some money while it's going on we had what over 100 i gotta say dan correct me if i'm wrong i think we're one of the few shows that actually offered all those aspects on a fantasy draft show i think that's something that a lot of shows is having you know specialized we we're always trying to help you be in the know and help win you money I think anybody else is really doing something like that. Sorry. No, I agree. I, you're only going to see all that action and all those guests here on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Of course, that'll be in April. But Chris is going to be working on that while he's away. And I just want to give a congratulations to him for his first full season as a co-host of the MD's Fantasy Football Show. He did a great job. All right. I'm going to get Peter in here. Jazz is still trying to work his way in. Peter Van Seventer, how are you doing today? Good. I can't complain. Uh, I got the Bengals in the Super Bowl right now. Can't complain about that. Very excited for the game. Peter's been riding them. Good job, Peter. You're a smart guy. No, I wouldn't say smart. I'd say lucky. I would <laughs> I would say them or the Pats were my picks. So, I mean, the Pats got blown out in the first round. So, can't well, really. When you're adaptable, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, adaptable, I guess. No, that's a good way to view it. But, yeah, no, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I can't wait. Honestly, I think this matchup is – it's very intriguing, and I really think it's going to be a shootout. I, I'm very excited for this game. Well, Peter, real quick before as we wait for Chaz, uh, we have a Dane and I have a side bet on the Super Bowl, so I'm really interested to kind of see where you kind of stand. He's oh, exciting. Don't I'm very exciting about this. <laughs> he doesn't seem he doesn't seem to be thinking that the this is going to be quite a competition that I think it's going to be. Oh well, that's disappointing. That is. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get into it. Don't worry, and we're gonna start talking about some bets real soon. Trying to get Chaz in here. I can see his face in the studio, but I can't see his face when I actually bring him onto the screen here. So we're still gonna get that worked out. Chaz, again, try try one more time. All right, Chaz, maybe he's still in Vegas. <laughs> his yeah, his his mind and body are all still in Vegas. So we got the Super Bowl coming up. The Rams are home or away, but home, but away. <laughs> It's just like Tampa Bay last year. Tampa Bay was the home team, but away. Uh, really funny, you went through, what, plus 50 years of Super Bowl history. No team got the Super Bowl, got to the Super Bowl when it was going to be at their home stadium, and now it's happened two seasons in a row. 
<laughs> like, how does that happen? And what, uh, Chris, I'm curious to see, what's your response? There's people out there who are, who are trying to make the suggestion. They feel like there should be a secondary site in case that happens because it's not fair. What do you think? Well, I mean, that that's going to mess up whatever side deal that is being happening the last two seasons between these, you know, these teams being able to play at home. I think there's a side handshake with Goodell and some of these home teams being, hey, wink, wink, see you in the Super Bowl. Because uh, I, I don't know how this is kind of materializing, as you pointed out. It hadn't for a long time. hadn't really been a problem. And I think it's something that's kind of exciting for teams. Uh, you, you you kind of get pumped. You hear about it in the offseason. Some teams, you know, we're going to play at home in Super Bowl. Some teams get a chance to do that. Some teams don't. I think it's just, you know, it's nice to kind of people move around versus being only in certain locations. So I just think it's just everybody else's chance to kind of win it at home one time. Just what do you think? watching you, Green Bay. Secondary location? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean – I mean, what obviously it's happened the last two years, but before then it never was an issue. I don't see why it should be like a big issue now. Almost like how people are kind of complaining about overtime all of a sudden. I think it's kind of the same thing. Like everyone's talking about both sides should have the ball. And then we saw what the Bengals did versus the Chiefs. I think it's kind of the same thing in that like, yeah, we have two home Super Bowls back to back, but I think that's just the luck of the draw. I mean, the Rams had to, they had to beat the Bucks in Tampa Bay. It's not like they, had it all the way through the playoffs. Same with the Bucks last year. They had to win three games on the road before they got to host a playoff game. Happened to be the Super Bowl, so lucked out. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think they need a secondary location. I just think it's just pure luck, and you know, good for the Rams for making it this far, getting home field advantage. I'm with you. Uh, look, it, it, yes, back to back years hadn't been an issue up until this point. And I don't know how much of a big advantage it really is when you talk about the Rams. The Rams are never home when they're home anyway. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, all right, I digress. Let's talk about some of the betting for this game. So let's, let's start off with the opening lines. It's the lines moved a little bit. It started off minus four in favor of the Rams. It's That's now moved to minus four and a half. Not a big deal. It started off 51 on the over under. It's now down to 48 and a half. That was the big drop there. And I think that's right because all the trends will tell you to bet the under into this game. Now, with it moving down to 48 and a half, Peter, does that change your mind at all? I honestly just think, in my eyes, I think this game is going to be a shootout. If the Bengals want to stay in it, at least, I think it has to be just, like, looking at the passing offenses, both teams, I think, have top 10 passing offenses right now in yards. But ironically, which I saw, both teams were bottom 10 in pass defense, So, it, which I was kind of shocked with the Rams. I honestly thought they'd have a little bit of a pass defense because, obviously, everyone's talking about Jalen Ramsey. They have the pass rush, like one would think. I mean, it could add up. But, yeah, I kind of think there's going to be a lot of wins in this game. I really think 48 isn't too, too much. I think it's going to end up being a shootout, and it's going to be a fun Super Bowl to watch. Like, I think I think both quarterbacks are going to shine under the under the spotlight. What do you think, Chris? Do you think that's what's going to happen, too? No, no, I think it's going to be a chance that it's going to be a lower-scoring game for a point. You know, but I think both these teams have showed the trend. And come that fourth quarter, the lights kind of come on, and both teams' offenses come alive. So I think that's where the over is still going to happen. I understand kind of what Vegas is doing, and I understand the Super Bowl comes on. You know, teams kind of play, like I said earlier on, t- tighter, maybe not to lose as much and a little bit of nerves in the beginning of the game especially. So that kind of keeps the score a little bit limited. However, having said that, you have two defenses that aren't necessarily shut down defenses in any kind of capacity. You have offenses that have been very effective throughout the playoffs that have big play potential on both sides. And while Cincinnati likes to kind of mutter it up and kind of slow the pace, that's the opposite of what the Rams like to do. So it's going to kind of force that pace. Both teams like to throw the ball, so you're going to get a lot of incompletions if his teams aren't scoring the ball. So it's going to kind of keep that clock kind of not moving. Both teams kind of getting the opportunity to score. 
I think it's inevitable teams are going to kind of avalanche and points will be scored in this game that's going to go in the over. So I, think, I love the over on that for that. It's an all stolen 48. If we could get Chaz in here, he would tell you bet the over in the second half. That's what this game screams to me. The Rams, the Bengals, both these offenses come to live in the Great second point. half. Will that be enough for the over completely for the game? That's where I don't know. Look, like I like to base my bets on trends, on things I can sink my teeth into. I tend to lean that way. But when you go down to a 48 and a half, you're talking about almost a full three-point swing here from when it opened up at the beginning of the week. 27-24? Like, is that is that really not... Is that, like, that's all you really need to pull this, this off. Exactly. And I feel like that should happen when, you go back to Peter's point, you're talking about these two high-powered passing attacks that should have good matchups against these secondaries. It's hard to fathom that not being the case, but look at last week. Technically, the Bengals came under at a score of 27 to 24 because that game had a 54 and a half over-under, had a high over-under. The Rams only put up 20 points the week before. Now, they were over that against Tampa Bay, but they have been under that against Arizona, mostly because of their defense. I'm going to say this. Because they put up 30 against both Arizona and Tampa, and because I think the Bengals will score at least 24 points, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to place my money on the over in this game. But I'm putting the caveat out there. I fully am aware the stats show the under with these two teams, and it's going to be a tale of two halves. Now, here's going to be my suggestion. I'll take another one out of Chaz's playbook. And is it just me? Can it, can you guys see Chaz, or is, is he a blank screen? He's still a blank screen. He's spinning around. I hear him. I hear a voice from the, from the darkness. You hear <laughs> if you can hear me, I'm frozen, but I'm, it's 85 degrees here today, so I'm not actually frozen. Just my face is frozen. Just throw it in our faces, Chaz. Thanks. That's on the East Coast. <laughs> you know what? Those Cincinnati people are going to love it up in L.A. So, look, I, if you, I'm frozen, but you can hear me? We can hear you cloud and clear. Yeah, I don't care. I'll talk. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We'll keep it up. We just have a little, we just have a little blank air. I wish I had something I could put over his screen, but I, I can't do it. We'll just have a little blank thing, but he's there with us in spirit. Yeah, I had everything working. It says it's working fine, but it's not, you know, it's technology. It happens. It's, it's Chaz's spirit. So well, Chaz, how, many, <laughs> how many Teslas did they recall recently? So technology can have its issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, Chaz, I've been trying to steal things out of your playbook. So I've been saying bet the second half. And I was going to say live betting wise, I would wait until the second half to bet the over because these two teams typically take maybe two quarters to get going on offense. Are you seeing that in your, in your data? I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? I was staring at my picture. I look pretty good actually for an old guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? Hey, Peter, did you have a, did you have the first touchdown last week with cup? Uh, No, I had it with, well, I put cup and I also did, I had cup anytime, but I had Odell first. So that's, that's all right. I made my big, he was 11 to two. It was my, and I'm drunk. We got there early. I'm drunk by this point, right? <laughs> and I cashed. It was so nice. It was my biggest bet of the day at 11 to 2, and I hit it. <laughs> Good stuff, Chaz. That's, that's why we appreciate you. We want to live your life. With, with, with drink tickets, drink tickets uh, it make it hard to read data, but they, they make it hard to read the screen, see the screen. It was a big <laughs> screen at the Superbook. I had to ask people, what number was that? What number was that, my guy? <laughs> That's how they stay in business. They get you nice and drunk, and then you don't know what kind of bets to make. Yeah. But unless, you're right. Unless you have the right. esports betting data right in front of you. Yeah, you're right, Dan. The, the unders are everywhere, everywhere on this sheet. But if you look at the easy sports data, it only goes back seven weeks. 
for Cincinnati, they're all green every single week. And I talked to my wife today. You know what? There's a lot of belly up sports people, and we're going to do a special if Cincinnati wins for sure. But the, the, the bottom line is every time Cincinnati plays somebody, Cincinnati gets points, and Cincinnati says, and, and really a, a, a Hispanic accent, we don't need no stinking points. <laughs> well, just to give you guys, like we're talking about the overrunners, so just to give you guys some stats. Bengals have been under 12 of their last 20. The Rams are 50 50. They're, they're 10 and 10 when it comes to their last 20 on the over under. So, favoring a little bit more overall for the season with the Cincinnati Bengals there. Let's talk about the line itself. This kind of well, gets into who we think in. One more in I got here because it's exactly what you said, Dan. So, here's the, the last team to score. More than 10 points in the second half versus Cincinnati. They're actually 10 of the last 11 games, which is a big chunk of the season, all the playoff games. They've allowed one team, Los Angeles actually, to score more than 10 points. However, it was the Chargers. It wasn't the Rams. And they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 in the second half against the spread. Okay. That's it. So we're betting the second half. By the way, against the spread, we're going to get into that now. Bengals 13 and 7 the last 20. The Rams again. They're the 50-50 coin toss. They're 10 and 10. That's all the it's like which Rams team wants to show up? It seems to be the overall question. But let's get into this. It's minus four and a half. This gets into more about who we think is going to win overall. So, Chris, I'm going to kick this to you first. Minus four and a half, Rams versus Bengals. Where are you? I do think the Rams can win this game or probably will win this game, but I think Cincinnati is definitely still couldn't be close enough to cover. Then there goes by a field goal. I think this game pretty much is the playoffs. We've kind of seen it. You know, Chaz has commented before about how the playoffs have been really exciting because the, these games come to the very end. I think field goals have been basically the separation between the two teams are at the very end, and I think it's going to happen again in the Super Bowl. So you're betting on the Bengals plus four and a half. Absolutely. Okay. It was a little confusing there. <laughs> Sorry. Well, because I mean, I, I think it's not something I'm super confident in. Like, I think that people are going to, this that number for me is not huge. I think it will easily go the way. So, you guys know me on the show by now that if I'm really excited on something and excited, then I'm really into it. This bet isn't something I'm super excited about. I think it's definitely something I consider because I think they can win by a field goal. So, you can, that's something you can at least look to. I don't think the Rams are necessarily going to lose the game, though. What about you, Pete? Oh, I mean, okay. The Rams have every advantage. They're home. They got the head coach. They probably have the defensive line. I mean, they have the star cornerback. They have all the star players. Everything is for the Rams. But, like, deep in my heart, my head says the Rams. My head says the Rams. But how can you, how can you, how can you not bet on this guy? How can you not bet, how can you not bet on Joe Cool? Yes. How can you, how can you not bet on him? He's, he's just the man. Like, you got to bet on Joe Burrow. The Super Bowl, I know it's all about money in the end, but I told my friends, like, when they were playing the Chiefs, I was like, do you, would you really have fun betting on Patrick Mahomes and cheering against Joe Burrow? Do you really want to cheer for him right now by seven points? Do you want a blowout in the AFC Championship? I'm, this I'm has nothing to do with the fact that Pete's making money on the Bengals throughout this entire run. It's about run. the experience. It's about the experience, and you, the Bengals' experience is nothing. Like, who wants L.A. to win, really? Like, it's L.A. Cincinnati deserves this. They – they out of every like team in the country, that other than maybe the Bills, they are the most snake and the Browns obviously, but they're very snake bitten. They deserve it. They really deserve it. And I honestly think Joe Burrow is gonna show up. He's played well in every playoff game since college. That big hit versus UCF. He's a big game player. I mean, and honestly, Sean McVay, he got very lucky that Kyle Shanahan pulled another Kyle Shanahan. Like 
he's throwing challenges out here like it's nothing. You, you can't just do that in the Super Bowl. Who's and everyone's saying, oh, the Rams experience is experience really like like we could have said the Niners experience with Shanahan is experience good if it's bad experience. Like, what's the point of like it doesn't really matter. I kind of I love the Bengals four and a half. I think you got to take the dog seven and zero in their last seven against the spread, too. I mean, four and a half is a great line for them. And I also have the plus fifteen hundred. Nothing to do with it. But yeah, I'm just riding the Bengals. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have it. a response rant, but I want to get I want to get Chaz. Chaz, I know you typically don't bet the 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 overall game, but are you feeling one way or another? Right now, I am still so fixated on his comment about experience that you could make that a whole semester in a psych minor. <laughs> Say that Drop again. Knowledge. Say that just how you said it. Do you remember how you said it? Oh yeah. What good is experience if it's just a bad experience? If if it's bad experiences, right? I, I texted a buddy who's a ramp fan today, and I said, "Hey, so you think they'll score more points this time? <laughs> right? They scored three points. You're not going to win a Super Bowl three to nothing. No, but I will give you. Here's I got two two stats here. Every single playoff game since we started this data in 2013 was their last play, their first playoff game that we have. Every single one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All eight of them have gone under the number. Every single one. And this trend is amazing. A home team has never lost a Super Bowl. A team playing in the home stadium has never lost a Super Bowl. (laughs) That's a short trend. (laughs) Those one-game trends don't really do too much for me. But really, it's the most recent thing, right? If you're going to do – because, you know, I always laughed about trends. You know, 17 years, uh, you know, Washington has beaten the Giants in – you know what? Those guys are retired like 10 years ago. It's not the same team. There's certain trends that I, I'm going to use to bet my money, and there's others that I'm not, and, and Super Bowl trends tend to be a not. So here's my response to Pete and his lovely rant. And it was a good rant, Pete. Uh, it really was. Uh, I think you're stuck on last week. Last week was all about the Rams. It was all about how the Rams are the better team how it's in SoFi. This whole week in the media, it's been all about the Bengals. It's been all about Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, Joe Namath, Joe Broadway, whatever stupid-ass name they want to come up with him next, whatever. It's all been about the Bengals and the excitement and the future and the fact that they he could be this guy who won the national title and the Heisman and come back and win a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl MVP all within, what, two years. That's where all the talk has been. All the talk has been the Cincinnati Bengals don't have the pressure because they weren't supposed to be here, right? Everyone's forgetting the mental hurdle that the Rams really had in their way for a Super Bowl run this year was San Francisco. That was the burden. That was the proverbial monkey on their back that they had to get rid of. I think you're going to see the team come out and play loose where they finally got over this, this mental stunt in their growth. And now they have no reason to fear the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a great matchup for the Rams. Where's their strengths? Pass rush. Where's Cincinnati's weakness? Offensive line. Where's their strength? Jalen Ramsey could take out your number one receiver. Without Jamar Chase, the Bengals haven't really done much offensively this entire playoffs. Because he's the one, his, the big play is what they've depended upon. Or, in Tennessee's case, when they had the nine sacks, you depend on the fact that Tennessee couldn't score. That's not going to happen this week with the Rams. 
So now you have Cooper Cup that nobody can stick, especially when you play a zone defense like the Bengals do over the middle of the field. You have OBJ who has found his way on this team with a great role. The big thing for the Rams, the offensive line is healthy. The only thing the Cincinnati Bengals really have going for them is that they can, they can clog up the middle of that line of scrimmage with the best of them. That's why it's hard to run up the middle on them. But that's not going to – I think I just I, – I scared Pete off because he just disappeared now. I, <laughs> I'm gone. Oh, oh Chaz, you're back. Oh, and I see a picture of you even too. But the, ghost of, the ghost of Chaz took him away from us. <laughs> Bring him back, Chaz. He'll bring to me, back. Everyone's saying the pressure's on Matthew Stafford. The pressure's on Sean McVay because of the team that they put together. I think all the pressure's off because they got over the mental hurdle that was hindering them in the first place. So I saw, I'm on the Rams. I'm on the Rams so much. Uh, Chris, hopefully Pete will get back in here so we can talk about this because you let it off with this. I'm on the Rams so much. Chris and I, we have a side bet where I'm taking the Rams minus nine and a half in this game because I do believe they win this game by two scores. I like that. I, I, I like an alternate line for this game as well. I just think that uh, though Joe Burrow, uh, Peter nailed it, Joe Burrow was an incredibly big game quarterback, and, and he's had a phenomenal year. But I, you know what? I, again, Marino never got back, so you know it's possible he won't get back, but I'm sure, I sure like that whole story with Matt Stafford. I really do. Yeah, I'm rooting for the guy too. Now Pete's back, and of course he missed my entire rant because he just didn't want to hear it, so he just he just left. No, like, oh, I heard most. Him, I'm out of here. He said plus fifteen hundred, Joe Bur- Joe Cool, and then he just kind of turned off. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's a shame. <laughs> All right, but let's get to some of the props here because we got we got some player props. We're gonna bet on you don't want to just bet on the lines. There's a lot of action to make this game as as fun as it possibly can be. I know for me, we got Burrow here, 273 and a half passing yards last four games. He's been over and under that two times each. Uh, uh, Pete, I know you like to get on these props like I do. So where are you falling out with Burrow? So I like the over for Burrow on his pass yards. I also like I saw over two touchdowns at plus. I think it was plus one or 200 ish. I like the over two there. Just, I think he's going to get, I might have got the exact number wrong, but it was in plus 150 to plus 200. But I like over two Okay, not sure what was going on there. We have a couple extra Remix. fees coming in. Pete, are you back with us? I think that was Chaz, actually. The ghost of Chaz is taking over everything. And it's still Chaz. <laughs> Chaz, you got too many streams going on here, pal. And Pete's now frozen. So <laughs> this whole thing is off the rails. Last show of the season, guys, and we're completely off the rails on this one. We'll see if we can get them back in, in just a second. But uh, Chris, everything that I went through, now you, you like the Bengals. Why did you take... I mean, I, I shouldn't say why. I'm giving you the Rams minus nine and a half. I'm giving you a better deal than Vegas is. But why? What makes you so confident in the Bengals? I think well, Pete might might even win me over that. My bet straight up on the on the Cincinnati Bengals. I have a good feeling as well. I think it's something that you know you talked a lot about the numbers, and I do think that Cincinnati has kind of shown as a team that seems to be a team of destiny. They remind me a lot of the Chiefs a couple of years ago. I think all the pressure you're kind of talking about is going to kind of actually hit them next year, possibly. I do think they actually might be open for this year. I think that if they were to do so, you're going to hear about the dynasty. You're going to hear this new. This is the new upcoming team. I won't be surprised if they stink next year. But I don't think right now they understand where they are. I don't really think they kind of get caught up in the moment. I think they're just kind of just playing, and that seems to be how their mantra has kind of been throughout the season in this playoff run. 
And this team just seems to just be kind of naive enough just to win it all like you're not supposed to. And I think that they basically have been showing so. And when it comes to the fourth quarter, they are their team that believes that they're going to win somehow, some way. The Rams, on the other hand, have seemed to be kind of waiting for the other shoe to kind of drop. When's the bottom going to fall out? When's something bad going to happen? And I thought they're kind of playing, and Matthew Stafford especially seems to be kind of still kind of not really comfortable. So I got to see the Rams actually play loose, play you know, play as the, this, this team that has no kind of pressure, as you kind of talked about. There's a lot of pressure on this team. They spend a lot of money. It's at home. They a big part of, you know, maybe it's the first time LA actually sells out a home game for Rams fans. Um, because uh, because it's it's been sad as we kind of seen. So I think this is a really big game for them in a statement, but I think there's not going to necessarily be enough to kind of overcome this society team destiny. All right, let's get through some of these props. Pete, you like plus two touchdowns. The line's actually set at one half passing touchdowns for Joe Burrow at a minus one sixty. I think I think you're right. If you think if you tease that up, you get a uh, plus one fifty ish. If you go over two, which means you need to, you need to get three touchdowns. And Burrow, he hasn't really gotten three touchdowns. And even the two touchdowns has been fifty fifty over the last four games as well. So that's an interesting thing. But I I do tend to believe he's gonna have at least two touchdowns in this game. I, I tend to think that's going to happen, whether whether you're in my line of thinking or, or Pete and Chris's line of thinking with the Bengals. Either way, the Bengals got to put up some points. And I think that's going to probably come through the air with Joe Burrow, most likely. Here's one for you, Chris. Joe Mixon, 62 and a half rushing yards. He's been under three of the last four. So where are you at right now with Joe Mixon, 62 and a half rushing yards? Yeah, I wouldn't touch that. I think that's a that's a Joe Mixon is probably going to hasn't been very productive. Cincinnati's been having trouble opening up line, opening the lineup. Um, the Rams definitely have been pretty good against the run all season long. I think it's going to be more of a throwing game for Cincinnati. So I don't like that. Nick. I don't like the over for Mixon at all. Here's one a lot of people want to bet on: Jamar Chase. Obviously, want to bet on the big names, the guys who've been hot lately. Seventy-eight and a half receiving yards. He's been both under and over that two times each over the last four games. Pete, what do you have? Just kidding. I thought Pete was here. He's only here in spirit. Chaz, here? you there? Yeah, I'm here. We have Pete's face, but Chaz's voice. So let's go. Put that together. We can do <laughs> it. One of my bets that I make every year is the longest touchdown over. Because it's it's the you know, it's the participation trophy thing. I get to root for everybody. And I cashed it the last uh the last time I cashed it on a on a defensive play was when the they got the Atlanta. Remember, I had the big lead and they scored a touchdown on a pass interception like 70 yards and I cash. So it's a pretty exciting bet. I, I like that play a lot because it really isn't an individual, but I'm coming back with cup. I'm telling you that right now. And I'm coming back with chase. I, it's funny, right? Cup is the one guy. It's the best. I told you it was the biggest favorite on the board at 11 to two and everybody's covered and yet. He gets two touchdowns. <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah. It's just, he, he's been unstoppable. Speaking of that, 106, Point five receiving yards over under for Cooper Cup. Uh, in case you need to guess, he's been averaging 116. He's been over that mark pretty much every single game. So is anybody not going to bet the over here on Cooper Cup at 106 and a half yards, which is an insane number, by the way, for a Super Bowl game. And yet I still have the most utmost confidence to make that bet. Oh, in the old days, that got you the MVP. Yeah. Got 100 yards in a, in a reception. By the way, glad you brought well, that up, Chaz. Plus 600 for Cooper Cup to get yeah. the MVP. That's a great bet. I think if I take the Rams, I like plus 600 for him. I think he big-time players show up in big-time games. He'll definitely get that over. 
Here's another one. I'm going to probably parlay him up with his teammate in OBJ because OBJ is sitting at 63 and a half receiving yards for his over under two. Uh, Chris, what do you think? That's tough. I mean, if Higby's going to be out, they're kind of limited in weapons. I think the big difference is going to be Van Jefferson. If Van Jefferson is going to be limited in the kind of capacity, I think I'm hammering it. But if he's going to be healthy out there, that's going to be kind of iffy because you've seen kind of throughout the season where both those guys have been healthy, they've kind of vultured each other's production, especially in the orange department. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I think with Higby definitely being out, OBJ's role over the past few weeks, I think there's no doubt about it. So I love OBJ and Cooper Cup over. Guess who else I like over? Oh, that'd be Matthew Stafford at 279. The Rams are going to kill them. Passing yards. Well, first of all, I mean, Stafford has put up over 300 yards the last two games anyway. One in a game in which they scored a bunch of points, one in which they did not. But Cup and Beckham are enough. The, I think the big key as to why Stafford has put up so many passing yards lately, other than being a good offense and him being a good quarterback, the Rams haven't been able to run the ball effectively. They're giving all these carries to Cam Akers, but it's not going anywhere, no matter who they play. And the Bengals, like I said, what, not a top-notch run defense, but one of the better run defenses out there. So that's why I think it's a big reason why you're going to see all these passing yards. Whether it leads to touchdowns or not, we'll have to see, because that has been an issue with this team. But, I mean, Pete, what do you think? Cam Akers, yeah, no. 63 and a half is, is, is actually his over-under. Yeah, I don't really trust Cam Akers on the over there. Honestly, he kind of, ever since that, t- I know he, he, I don't know his exact yard total from last week versus the Niners, but obviously he had that fumble versus um, Tampa Bay in the round before. I kind of lost a little hope for him. I was kind of really feeling the shell anytime touchdown that NFC Championship weekend, thought he'd get some carries. I don't like Akers on the over. I don't like Mixon on the over. I think it's just going to be a passing game. It's going to be. It's going to be a gunslinging game. It's going to be two Cowboys out West. It's going to be great. I like it. I hope it is. I hope it is because nothing worse than a blowout Super Bowl. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. Real quick, Dan, I just wanted to say that you're doing a great job of, of isolating a play. You like them. You like them big. Go with the props that match that. Nah, thank you, Chaz. I appreciate that. Can I ask that. a little question, Dan, real quick? Sure. Chaz, now that the season is over, where are you? is this the end of her, you know, your – your numbers for us, or is this something that you, people can still kind of still get information on? I think, I think you call it baseball, I believe. We're pretty busy selling footballs. So the way it'll work is we'll start our 72-hour sale tomorrow. For 72 hours before kickoff, you can get the ball at half price. Your team loses, you get your money back. Your team wins, you got a ball at half price. How about the sports data? Yeah, the sports data will be – the next time we will do it will be MLB. Remember, Canadian football this summer. Yee! We'll be looking forward to all of that. Guys, I want to thank you for a great season. We're going to be back again next week, but not with this show. This show won't come back again until September. So thank you all. We'll be back here again next week. Bellyup.tv. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Download us on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you guys again real soon. Chaz, you always like to say. Always be cashing. Take care. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.